The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 13. Glory to you, O Lord. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, Go and tell the fox for me. Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the dick's day, I must be on my way, because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often I have desired to gather your children together, as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. So today we look at this phrase of Jesus gathering us together like a hen, gathering a bunch of chickens under her wings. Funny picture, isn't it? And yet, what do we learn? How do we learn to get along together? How do we stay together when we're packed together underneath those wings that protect us? How do we take care of our, our own space as it is pushed together with others? So, going back to my favorite theologian, Peanuts, First frame, Lucy is standing next to a tree and she's looking up and she shouts to Linus, What are you doing in that tree? Linus answers from the branches above, Looking for something. Can you see Snoopy? We climbed up here together, but now I don't see him. Lucy unsympathetically shouts back up to the tree, Beagles can't climb trees. The next frame, Snoopy is falling out of the tree, right on his head. Clunk! Snoopy looks up and says, you're right. And then Lucy says to Snoopy, you stupid beagle, what are you doing climbing up and around in a tree? Snoopy's head is still spinning. Linus interrupts from up in the tree. Don't yell at him. We're trying to find a strange creature in a nest. Lucy walks off. Don't yell at him. We're trying to find... Oops, I already said that. Lucy walks off. You're both crazy. Go ahead, knock yourselves out. I couldn't care less. Snoopy looks at Lucy and his head is still spinning. Rats. I was hoping for a hug. 
A hen gathers her chicks. Falling out of a tree happens to us. We hurt ourselves. And then someone gives us a lecture about how stupid we were. And we think, rats, I was hoping for a hug. There are times when what we need most is to know that somebody still loves us and cares for us because we already know we've acted like a jerk. So one of the most dreadful things we can do to each other as Christians is to act like Lucy. We are too quick to open our mouths, too quick to give a lecture to others, too easy to find good and righteous believers to judge others and condemn them for being stupid. And what adds to our sin is that we think we are doing it in a right and proper way, giving them all that good advice. You shouldn't have done that. You should have known better. You're getting what you deserve. Sometimes we need good teaching. But most of the time, what we need is what Snoopy said. Rats, I was hoping for a hug. A hen gathers her chicks. The pastor tells this story. I was in college and traveling with my mother, going to visit a friend. We stopped at a deserted rest stop, and I made my way to the ladies' room. My mom waited in the car, and as she sat, she glanced up to see a man emerging from behind a wooden structure. She watched him and noticed that his behavior was menacing. And when I stepped out to return to the car, I caught a sight of him and was anxious, and I picked up my pace. And when I looked up, I saw my mother. She had opened her car door and was standing, eyes fixed on the man behind me. She stared him down, and he came no closer. I'm not a mother myself, but if my mother is any example, motherhood never ends. Mothers are willing to put themselves in harm's way to protect their young. They will expose themselves to all kinds of dangers to ensure that the one they love is safe, no matter how old the child is. So Jesus is heading towards Jerusalem, and he calls himself a hen, a mother hen, protecting the chicks from the fox, even to the point of giving his life that they will be spared. Why did he pick a hen? A hen's no match for a fox. 
But then again, the power of the gospel is a lot like a hen. It's always in the way of love and sacrifice over against power and dominion. It's always courage over against simple fear. It's always the willingness to stand up against violence that threatens to take so much. Why the hen? I mean, in Isaiah 40, he could have chosen the eagle, but he chose the hand. Maybe it was just a handy image. Maybe it was because the hen was a frequent victim of the fox, and it worked. But it might have been something more. Jesus spent his lifetime ministering to those who would be called those on the margins of society, those who were facing devastating illness, illness, those whose lives were marked with failure and grief and loss of hope. Jesus has always been about the gifts that he has for a hurting world. We might say Jesus isn't smart like the fox in the ways of the world, but Jesus is smart in the ways of God. So Jesus chose that smart, self-sacrificing chicken as his model. And you and I, we are those chicks underneath those arms. We are those chicks who seem to ignore the efforts of the one who is to save us from everything that threatens us. It's quite a picture, isn't it? A brood of chicks scattered, distracted, unable to comprehend the danger that's threatening them. And Jesus is walking towards Jerusalem and he cries over the city because they refuse the gifts freely given. And all it would take to survive the attack of the fox is to stand still, stand under those wings, knowing that God protects us. So we gather this Sunday and this Wednesday in Lent, knowing our need for repentance and it would appear that our primary sin is always the same. Our unwillingness to stand still in the presence of God. To submit to God. To receive from God. To live in all the gifts God gives. And Jesus says, How often I had desired and you were not willing. 
That's the whole story of God's relationship with us. Starts in creation, continues in Eden, goes up to the days of the floods, the traveling in the wilderness, the story of the prophets, the life of Jesus to this day. We are not willing. Again and again, God offers. And that's the heart of sin. We recoil from God. We have failing obedience. We reject God's word silently or sometimes not so silently. We hear the word sin and we think of something gross, something illegal, something that people do in the dark corners of their life. It's easier to think of sin that way because we rarely think of ourselves that way. Those are the sins of those people. Sin is broader than that. Sin still happens in dark alleys and back rooms. But it happens when we, when we walk away from God's desires for us, when we shun the loving protection of what's being under his wings. So we, during this season of Lent, do a faithful walk. It's our desire to be with God. It's our desire to rest under those wings. It's our desire to accept what God wants from us, to accept where God wants us to be, accept what God wants us to do, and what God wants us to leave alone. God wants us to accept forgiveness so freely offered when we step off the path, when we step out from underneath the wings. My professor Richard Jensen says this, Human sin dwells within each and every one of us. Will God have anything to do with sinners such as you and me? The answer is yes. Grace and sin met in Jerusalem long ago. Grace won. So it may be for us. Our sinfulness meets the crucified prophet. Grace wins again. Grace is God's final word on the sinful character of our human heart.